especially over the past couple of months, I've had some challenges and opportunities. Um, and there were days when, like everybody else, I thought, Ugh, you know, I am not motivated. I'm doing the carrots in the air. Motivation. And what we all know is motivation is bullshit. Discipline is where it comes in. And without fail, even if I had a not great workout, if I stood back, took a breath, dropped into myself and said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go do it. Inevitably, I felt stronger, happier and more accomplished having done it. You know, some of these things I haven't done, you know, swimming, like I mentioned, I had never done swimming before. I'd never even been in a swim competition or anything like that. So it's, that was all new to me. So I just tried to make sure I get to the pool, do what I could. You know, sometimes I wouldn't get all of it in or whatever, but that consistency helped. And then on the bike ride, and like Amy was saying, to just be in the moment there on the bike ride, I was, at one point I was riding on the bike and I'm seeing, you know, I pass some people, they pass me or whatever. It's like, and then I had a bunch of people pass me and I'm like, okay, wait, this is my race. I can't pay attention to what other people are doing. Just stay with myself and do what I can do and so I think that mindset, kind of this, from the training and just the, the meditation and everything, just like, just stay where I'm at. Just do what I got to do and take care of it. There were some times I found myself drifting, you know, drifting forward. Like, what is it going to be like at mile nine? What is it going to be like at mile 10? And I'm talking about my foot. Like, what is it? What is going to happen here? And in, and in those moments, literally, it was like a breath. I just came back to my cadence and cadence is something I've been working on a lot with because if you bring all your awareness to your cadence, you're naturally going to run faster because you're, you're naturally going to turn your feet over and you, you remove the, the shift from something that's outside of you, like trying to hit paces or, you know, particular mile markers. You just, you're bringing it to the moment, which is the only time that you can actually literally change your future. Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast, where we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose, which always and often requires us to walk into the unknown. I'm Jess, I'm your host, and today I'm here with Coach Beach and three Yogi Triathlete team members, and we're in a treehouse. This is the first podcast that we've done from a treehouse. So we are in this um, pretty magnificent treehouse in the Santa Cruz area. And I've got with me Jody, Ben, and Amy. Jody, like me, is a steward of dirt and vert, training for her first 50 miler, while her husband Ben peeled off earlier this summer to tackle a growing call to race triathlon. And Amy is as badass as she is high class, <laughs> having raced triathlon for many years. BJ, Ben, Amy all walked into the unknown yesterday at Ironman 70.3 Santa Cruz. And today, I get to smack down their experiences for all of you to enjoy. So, you guys, welcome to the show. Awesome. Let's hear about how excited you are. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. Super excited. There's yeah. a crowd, too. <laughs> it, is, it is a live podcast. I love it. All right, so we're going to jump right into the unknown. Amy, you're going first. This is your second race of this distance. Yes. But your first Ironman branded event. So how did you walk into the unknown yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, well, I will tell you, I walked into the unknown feeling really calm and fearless, which was all as a result of working with uh, Beach and Jess, which was amazing. Um, I kept thinking to myself, when am I going to feel nervous? When am I going to feel nervous? And then I, that thought would fly through and I would look at it and I would say, I'm not going to feel nervous because nervous is just excitement in another form. <laughs> so it was just really amazing. Um, I was so ready for this race mentally, physically, spiritually, and just so excited to get out there and get to it. It was a beautiful day and I couldn't wait to do it. So that to me sounds like mastery for sure. Well, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Brainwashed, complete. That's, that's going to be the next t-shirt. Forget up level in progress. Brainwashed, complete. All right, Ben, how did you walk into the unknown? This is your third triathlon, dude. And um, you've done, I think, two Olympics and then this half Ironman. And you've been an ultra runner for a while now. That's how I know you. How did you walk into the unknown yesterday? Oh, I walked in good. I mean, with all the training from BJ, I was pretty calm and I knew I could 
do the distances at least. I don't know how it was going to turn out, so it was a little different, but it was cool. Yeah, the, the Olympic uh, did last month here, and I think I was more stressed out about that one than this one after after another month of training and getting relaxed. And so I just used some of the techniques that you guys have been training me with, and it's like, this went smooth. I mean, I had issues or whatever, but I remembered my breath. I just followed along with all the stuff that I trained with and pushed through, and it was great. It was awesome. Swim was, swim was kind of a nervous thing, but actually when I got in, it was great. It was one of the best ones I had. So with the swim being kind of a nervous thing, what did, what did you do during the swim if those nerves were coming up? How did you get yourself back to a place where you were able to move forward? Yeah, it kind of just depended on my training. And, you know, I think three and a half months ago, I got in a pool for like the first time in years. And I think I remember at one point I was like halfway through the pool. I'm like, how the heck am I going to swim these distances? But yeah, I just kind of remember the motions, just swimming, breathing, swimming, breathing, thinking about, hey, just keep moving along, keep keep it moving. So yeah, it was great. And you know, you're surrounded by people and just there's people kicking you, splashing you, hitting your feet. It didn't matter. Just keep just keep concentrating on what you're supposed to be doing and just moving along. So it went good. Beach. <clears throat> now I know the backstory. But how did you walk into the unknown? Oh, yesterday? the unknown. So so my friend right now <laughs> it seems like everything i come upon is is something new uh walking into this race uh i had some uh, opportunity with my left foot which came up after a, a, a run a few weeks ago and i didn't run i haven't run in three weeks leading into this race so uh i did try to run and, and there was some sensation so i just backed off and i just quickly shifted and it was shifted in my my mindset to continually moving forward like doing everything i could in the moment in the day to keep that momentum moving and that meant pull jogging it meant you calling me out to to make sure i was stretching and doing the exercises and you know i bumped up you know my nutrition in terms of pineapple and turmeric tea and just everything that i could do to keep the momentum moving forward while i still biked and swam not having to run and and so I did have a quick moment because I am human a quick moment where I was like, wow, like what, it, you know, I've put a lot of work into the run this summer and now I'm not going to be able to peek out at my fitness on this, on this leg of the, of the triathlon. And that quickly passed and it was just like, get to work. And this is an experience I learned back in Lake Placid when I got sick a week before the race. It was just like every day, what can you do to keep moving yourself forward? And Sunday, I just totally embraced it. I didn't even do a, the shakeout run on Saturday. I didn't do anything. I just, the first time I laced up my shoes was out of T2 and to see where I go. <laughs> uh, so no run in three weeks. And um, of course I used some ibuprofen. So I had the help of some medicinal stuff. But yeah, it, that was that was my own. I didn't know how it was going to go. And with that approach, I just decided to go, I guess it was an almost... It was almost a pass, a free pass to be like, just go race. Just go. Don't worry about anything except going hard from the start. And so break the bolts became the mantra for the day. All right. Uh, so I'll stay with you, Beach. What was the best thing you did during training to prep yourself for this race? The best thing? Um, that's a great question. I think, I think that very level of just detachment, you know, I've been doing Ironman and Ironman for for past couple of years and a lot of them, and so shifting to this shorter distance, it's I know it's half, it's still pretty long, but um, I think I think having that mindset um, shift that you don't have to attach to every race, like you can just go out and experience it for fun and and to test your limits, and so I'm actually going to carry that into every race, and I know you should do that anyway, um, but I find myself getting into that. Ironman pace, which is just an all day pace and you can just like cruise there, um, for a while. So it's been, a, it's been good to have that, that this injury or opportunity has been a good opening, you know, eye opening experience to keep detachment in front of mind. So yeah, approaching this race, that was my number one goal was just to go hard and not attach to anything. Just break the bolts basically just see what happens on that run so would you say that the best thing you did leading up into this training was um for the lack of a better word get injured absolutely <laughs> right yeah 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 it totally. was a gift it was a gift it truly was i know we say that a lot but it truly was a gift 
it upped my my game in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm working with a personal trainer to to fix the root of the and the source of these. Everyone on the podcast who's listening knows <laughs> Dave. Right. Dave. Dave's, Dave's going to have to clone himself pretty soon. He's working with a lot of our athletes and podcast guests, which is amazing now. But he is, my friend Lisa calls him the strength magician because he really is. He's like nobody I've doesn't ever care. worked with. He didn't care about the foot. He's like, I, I don't care about that. Yeah, he just does not address the symptoms at all. It's like, let's all, get to the... And he doesn't say that. He's just, that's his working yeah, way. But yeah. you can tell like that he doesn't really yeah. give that any attention. Which is which is amazing because when he said, like when we had him on the podcast and he said, I get to the source, like I'm experiencing that, you're experiencing that. He really does. He just gets to the source and builds you up. He's amazing. Okay, Amy, what, is, what was the best thing you did um, in training for this race, whether it's physical, a workout that you remember, or maybe the mental piece? The first thing that comes to mind is somewhat the mental piece, actually not somewhat, totally the mental piece. Um, have this, you know, a great coach, obviously, um, who put together an amazing plan. And I was always surprised at how much I could do and, um, how effective the workouts were. So that was just pleasant, pleasant, pleasant all the time. Um, but for me, especially over the past couple of months, I've had some challenges and opportunities. Um, and there were days when like everybody else, I thought, ugh. You know, I am not motivated. I'm doing the carrots in the air. Motivation. Um, And what we all know is motivation is bullshit. Discipline is where it comes in. And without fail, even if I had a not great workout, if I stood back, took a breath, dropped into myself and said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go do it. Inevitably, I felt stronger, happier, and more accomplished having done it. So for me, that was a big shift, not skipping, right? Going out and do it. Occasionally, I'd get halfway through the workout and I'd like, it's just not working. I've got to back off today. But um, the mindset that that helps just continue and build was super, super important to me. Um, So that by the time I got to Santa Cruz, first of all, I had no doubt that I could make it through the race and have an amazing day. Um, but what it proved to me is that I could come here by myself, you know, obviously met up with you guys, um, but do this and just feel complete joy. And it was, it was an amazing day. It was really an amazing day. Yeah. You crossed the, when I saw you after the finish line, you just kept saying, this is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. Today is the best day. It, Today is the best day. It's the best day is today. Yeah. Every you day. Were, every day. Every day is the best day. Every day. Is but the yesterday, best. Sunday was the best day because I feel like it all came together and it was so joyful. It was so joyful and I was so grateful the entire time. It, this race for anybody who has not done it, who's listening, sign up, do it. It will fill your heart. It is so beautiful. It's really yeah, an amazing it's place. It's pretty magnificent. It's pretty magnificent. Ben, what was the best thing you did during training to prep you for this race? I think the consistency. It was, you know, I'd trained for ultras before, but I wasn't super consistent. Nor I did, you know, like Amy was saying, some days, eh, it's not working. I'm going to just cut it out. But I tried to seriously try to just keep consistent, do all the workouts. And, you know, some of these things I haven't done, you know, swimming, like I mentioned, I had never done swimming before i've never even been in a swim competition or anything like that so it's that was all new to me so i just tried to make sure i get to the pool do what i could you know sometimes i wouldn't get all of it in or whatever but that consistency helped and then on the bike ride and like amy was saying to just be in the moment there on the bike ride i was at one point i was riding on the bike and i'm seeing you know i pass some people they pass me or whatever it's like and then i had a bunch of people pass me and i'm like okay wait this is my race i can't pay attention to what other people are doing just stay with myself and do what I can do. And so I think that mindset kind of this from the training and just the, the meditation and everything, just like, just stay where I'm at, just do what I got to do and take care of it. So that was, that was pretty cool. So, and like Amy says, if you haven't been to this race, it's pretty, the views are absolutely awesome. So if you have a minute while you're not looking down at the ground or what, or looking for the next water station, look to your right, there's an ocean. It's pretty awesome. I mean, the consistency is, it's everything. And so we say that all the time. Consistency is everything. Consistency is everything. And we always get the question, what was your longest run leading into your 50 miler? What was your longest bike leading into Ironman Santa Rosa? What was your, 
And I feel like there's this mindset that people have out there like, okay, I'm going to find out what their longest, whether it's us, whether it's another coach, whether it's another athlete, it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, what was their longest? And everybody's just looking at what that, that big distances that they need to achieve. And the thing is, is that that has shifted every race I've done. I've done leading up into Ironmans. I've done two hour long runs. I've done 11 mile run going into an ultra. I've done a 30 mile run going into an ultra. And it's all about consistency. And I learned that from BJ who learned that from Lucho, who is um, his mentor and was his coach for a while. And it's, it's always about the consistency, loading the body. It's, it's like, don't get caught up in what's that one workout that has to be this certain amount of miles. And this is why, this is why the template plan can really, can really bust you up because you're so dead set on like, I have to get three 20 mile runs in. But if the body is not, if the body's not durable enough or the mind's not durable enough, let's face it, then that's, that's going to hinder you. Whereas you could just do you know, smaller runs, maybe build a weekend and you would have better success. Yeah. So you're chasing the numbers, basically. You're chasing a plan that doesn't, that wasn't made for you, made for, it's made for the general population basically to to follow. And you're chasing that long run number. So if you're trying to get 18 and the week before you've only, your max run was 11, like you're, the potential to get injured goes way up. And so you want to get to the starting line healthy. Number one, you want to get to the starting line healthy because all that training, if you don't do that, it's, it's worth nothing. Like you can't race. And that's what this is all about, the consistency. And then it just builds into a lifestyle. And then you begin to experience and understand your body and, it and how it shows that, up like, every you day. You don't hit numbers. Like maybe your consistency is two 20 miles a week you know, tw- two 20 mile runs a week for six weeks. Like you, you whatever your, con- whatever your consistency is for your highest success and build into a race. Like it doesn't, we're not saying like, I just want to be clear on that, that we're not saying like, it's always about minimal distance. No, not at all. No, nope. but like you're, you, you could be, I mean, you're, you're always doing long runs every single week. Like you're doing long runs. And, um, so it's, it's, for the athlete and what is their durability and if you're not durable and i wasn't durable for a while like in my in early on and um so i was getting injured and and i was trying to push miles and i was trying to find miles and i was getting injured so much and it doesn't mean that you're less than it just means like okay let's meet you exactly where you're at build you up and whatever that consistency is for you but it's always for the greatest success yeah and in the it- in the example of a marathon, you want to get to 18 or 20 miles, right? Like a couple times leading into it. I would rather, instead of chasing that 18 or 20 miles, I would rather have you get 10 to 15 more consistently every week than to reach for that that upper echelon. Now, that doesn't say it, how we coach is like you get to 15 miles, you feel amazing. Go a mile or two more. That's Now you're getting super close. You're at 17. Awesome. Let's let's stop there. Maybe next week you feel the same and you can get up to 18 and 19. And that's that's really what we're, we're talking about. We're not hard, hard-lined on what distance you can get at because, you know, we're human, right? We see that, we see that watch and it says 17.9 miles and you're going to go around the block or whatever and get, <laughs> get to 18 or even 19, right? Oh my God. I think everybody on the team knows like so many times I'll stop my watch at like, you know, like I'll be like, okay, it's 12.9. Like I can't go to 13 miles. If I go to 13 miles, he's going to think that I'm like trying to get 13 miles. I'll be like 12.9. It's fine. (laughs) And we, and we use time too. So I know like 45 minutes, I see you go and do like six miles. Exactly. I know you you planned it pretty well for six miles. Like it should be like 5.8 or 6.3. All right, moving on. So swim warm up. I think they had a little bit of opportunity to get into the water, but like we were talking to Jerry about this, that a lot of these races now are stopping the swim warm up. So my first question is, did you get in for a swim warm up, you guys? Um, and uh, what what did you do? If you didn't get in for a swim warm up, how did you prep yourself for that swim? 
Um, so the great thing about this race was there was time to get in for the swim warm up, and in fact, a lot of folks were in the water when the pros went off. So that was kind of fun to be in the water and hear the gun and watch them. And just as an aside, I loved watching them get in because I thought, oh look, they look just as goofy as I do. They're sort of falling in the water and jumping around. They're doing the monkey dance. But anyway, no offense to any pros out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great to get in the water because it was chilly right? So you want to acclimate so it doesn't take your breath away that first moment when you get in there. Um, Beach had us going in, getting wet, doing some uh, some strokes, and then a little pick up and pull back, a little pick up and pull back, much like we'd done in some of the open water workouts. Um, and it was great. I, I didn't spend a lot of time in the water. I felt really good on race morning, having rested quite a bit and actually having swum the day before. Ben and Beach and I went out and did a couple, you know, um, quick out to the first buoy and then settle into a swim and then come back out. So um, I didn't feel like I needed to spend a lot of time. I just wanted to get wet so that when I got into the water, it, it wasn't taking my breath away. It was great. Ben, what did you do to get warmed up for the swim? Yeah, like Amy, I got in the water uh, the day before we did go do a quick swim. But without that warm up, I mean, I mean that... that the taking your breath away and the hopping in that would have messed me up. So I got in the water and did the same, you know, did some, some quick sprints and then slowed down sprints, put my head underwater a bunch of times, just kind of get acclimated. And yeah, it was, I spent about 10 minutes in it and without it, I probably would have had a rough start. You know, it would take another 10 minutes just to get me warmed up. So that's, I mean, I don't know if they're going to take it away or not, but that was very awesome that we could do that. I know they were kind of keeping people corralled, and it's funny, I, I was looking on the beach and it looked like a lot of people weren't doing it. And I'm like, oh, you're missing out. You, you should get in the water. Like, it's really helpful. So it was awesome. Did either of you use any of the breathing exercises when you're standing in line waiting? You, yeah, you were. Yeah. Has that helped you? Yes, it has really helped me. Um, I, I do the one where you uh, breathe in and then hold it for, I mean, I didn't do the whole series. I just have the one where it's breathe in for four counts, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. That one is just my go-to for anything. Um, but I'm at the point now where if I'm feeling, you know, jazzed up a little bit and I need to calm down, it's like, just take a deep breath and drop into yourself. I think that's one of my favorite just, and I can do that really easily. Um, the other thing that I do, which is... I don't know if everybody does this. I have a feeling, Jess, you might do this, is as I'm waiting in line, you can feel other people's energy. And some people are nervous. And I find if I turn to them and say, you know what, you're going to do really great. You know, you're going to be fine. Look how beautiful it is. You know, just start looking around. That not only helps them, but it sort of helps the entire energy. And it really helps me. Um, I really, so that for me. I like that. Yeah, I've definitely done that before as well. You know, just looking at people like this. Is, I always remind people this is a privilege. Yeah, <laughs> this is a privilege, mm -hmm. right? Like that we're all here for. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. There's a million pieces that go into it, and it ends up, you know, being this as we call it, celebration day. But it's a privilege, and it's really wise to do that because you're taking control now we always say like oh control controls controls a bad thing but no you can take control of your environment by assisting others in elevating because your environment is stronger than your will and so that environment can bring you down but if you rise up and you start sharing that people just want to feel good yes you know we live in these bodies that are hardwired to feel good so if you give them an opportunity to feel good most of them will take it and if they don't they'll leave they'll move right yes they'll, they'll walk away and then that happens too sometimes from your life <laughs> <laughs> and that is okay and that is okay too um yeah ben what did uh did you use any of the breathing that we work with you know i use the just some of the meditation breathing i was standing in line just taking some deep breaths just calming close my eyes for a minute just relax um yeah it was it was pretty and then she was talking about talking to people around her she i had a guy in front of me he was amped up excited and he turns the guy in front behind him both of them right in front of me and he's like yeah it was uh, that's so cool so it kind of like it's a relaxing like you said he affected me and i didn't even talk to him so that was pretty cool like she was saying um but yeah i just as soon as i got in the little shoot area i just took some breaths and just like all right calm relax everything's good so no it was very helpful yeah that's the environment stronger than the will right that's that's in its perfectness right there like surrounding yourself with the people that are turning anxiety what could be anxiety into excitement 
because it is exciting. It's a super exciting time. We get to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. So let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. We'll start with you. What do you want to do to share my swim warm up? Oh yeah, what was your Quick. swim warm up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear about this it. This thing is so amazing. Me. He's been teasing me. I've been all holding back night with it. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about my swim warm up. Well, this is the this is just the rule thing. Like they were calling. You know, first of all, I didn't realize they didn't have the drop bags down by the water. So I had my gear, I had some stuff with me, my morning clothes bag. And so I, luckily I found Michelle um, and Ron and Michelle was uh, supporting Ron. And so I was like, Michelle, can you just hold my bag? Um, and she was so, so For seven hours. That, right. <laughs> Until I get it back later. Uh, but I saw people in the water and then I saw, I heard them over the PA. They're like, everybody come on out of the water, come in out of the water. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go in the water. Like. There's, I'm just gonna go do it. Like, what are they gonna, what are they gonna say? Because I need to get in the water. So I got in the water. I did shorter than I wanted to, but I got my face wet. I did some strokes, and then I got out and started running the beach back and forth. I think I ran back and forth three times just to get that that heart rate up. Um, and then I just stood in line and did the breathing. And I think that breath of fire is really is That's really working well. That's a good one for well. you too, because you you've got that kapha constitution, so yeah. you need to stoke your fire. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it really worked well because uh, Jody got some good video of um, BJ stoking his fire. Of me stoking my fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the first time I've, I, well, actually, Iron Man, um, this is the first half I've done with this kind of a start in a long time, with a beach start, like a long time. I can't remember the last time. So it was great to like run, run down the beach, run for what, 50 yards, and then do dolphin dives into the water like i had practiced up at the tower 26 day that that time i went up there and then just really started to hammer right from the start so it it all plays in like the preparation you you do leading into these swims is just it's just super important and to the point of you know are they going to keep these or not you know i echo what jerry talks about and that's that they need to have these they need to have people get in the water get their faces wet and when you look back and you see what 90% of the people are just standing on shore with like fear in their eyes of what's to come and not going in there and getting their face wet. It's, it's almost a must. It's almost like we should go through a little warm up to get to the corral, to get into the, the swim, um, to swim start. So just a, just a tangent there, but I think, I think it's important and especially with the cooler temperatures in the ocean. And you guys all had really good swims. Amy, you did just under, I think you did a 37, 57. Ben, you were around 36, I think. What do you got here? 36, 29. Oh my God, for your first half Ironman, that's amazing. And the beach, I think you got a PR there, dude, of 30, 14. And you were telling me on the way home last night that you know where that 14 seconds were. Yeah, I could have totally, I felt it going into this race that I could break 30. I'm like, I'm going to break 30. And I, there are two points where I, I stopped and breaststroked for like, I don't know, a few seconds, just the sight again. And then as I was telling you guys on the, the far side, when you'd make the turn around the pier, I just went out a little too far. Um, I could have hugged it a little bit closer, but yeah, it's, 14 seconds. I can completely make that up. But yeah, we all had great swims. You all had great swims. It was really fun watching you guys on the map because you two, Amy and Ben, you guys were pretty close to each other. And um, so it was really cool seeing everybody. Okay, Beej, let's stay with you. When, When did it become challenging yesterday? Like, what was a challenge for you? How did you, and how did you refocus? Or did you? Or did you just lose it and you just couldn't get it back? No, I didn't lose it. I had, I had a few challenging moments, but every time I did in challenging, you know, one was in the swim when I was like, this is, it's getting a little crazy. Like it's getting a little choppy. It was like break the bolts was really the, the mantra for the day. And I wasn't like saying it over and over again, but anytime I felt, felt myself holding, holding back, I was like, no surge, surge. And so that's why I did a PR on the swim. And that's why I crushed the bike because on the bike too, going out with the wind, it was like, you know, this is strong. You know, I'm, I, I hit the turnaround at 122. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to hit a 244, a 240. Like, I, that's what I do. 238, 245, around there. But, um, so how did you, so here you are like, oh, here I go again. Right. So I, I, so how did you get out of that? Because you smash it. You did a 228. Yeah, it was, again, it was break the bolts. It was break. It was like, 
go hard. Don't worry about saving energy. Just go hard. And what helps is the the pack mentality on the bike. You know, I I seem to always ride with three or four guys that are together, and I'll hang at the back for a brief moment, and then you notice they're not moving, so I surge past them, and I just can't surge past one. You got to go past all four. And so after a few times of doing that, because once you pass them, they start to and let's come be back clear up. on the pack mentality. Like you're not you're not you guys aren't in a draft pack. Not in a draft pack, but there's just a group of cyclists together. Um, and so you're either at the pace that you need to be at or you're slightly less or faster. So I was less and I looked down and I look at the Watts and it's not ideal. So I would surge past them. And after a few times, it's, it's stand up. It's like carry that momentum and keep going. And that's what I did. I just carried that momentum back and then you don't see him anymore. And that's a, that's a, a, a mindset, um, a mindset shift where you, you know, you're strong. And it's just sensation in the body. That's what's really coming up. Like, yeah, to go fast on the bike, it's going to hurt. You're going you're gonna to feel sensation in your legs. That's just the way it is. No training that you're going to do is going gonna, is gonna to allow you to get there on race day, crush it, and be like, oh, I didn't feel anything. This was, <laughs> this, I did the perfect training. There's like no sensation. So that's becoming a realization. And then, you know, on the run, there were some times I found myself drifting, you know, drifting forward like what is it going to be like at mile nine what is it going to be like at mile 10 and i'm talking about my foot like what is it what is going to happen here and in, and in those moments literally it was like a breath i just came back to my cadence and cadence is something i've been working on a lot with because if you bring all your awareness to your cadence you're naturally going to run faster because you're you're naturally going to turn your feet over and you you remove the the shift from something that's outside of you, like trying to hit paces or, you know, particular mile markers, you just, you're bringing it to the moment, which is the only time that you can actually literally change your future. It's like happens in the moment. So yeah, those were, those were my challenging moments. That run, I didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen, like just going into the unknown, but it was so exciting. It was so exciting to see what happened. Yeah, you did great. Ben, uh, when did you feel a challenge? Maybe you didn't. When did you feel a challenge? <laughs> what was one that stands out for you? And, and how did you shift or did you shift? Yeah, I had a, a couple challenges, obviously. But at the end of the swim, probably about five minutes out, my left goggle just filled with water. It was all messed up. And I think there were some waves or something was happening where I was looking up and it was just a mess of water and I couldn't see anything. And so it was a little bit of a challenge. I just, I was telling BJ yesterday, I just followed the pack and kind of finally got some sighting with my right eye and just said, you know, it's, it's what it is, you know, just keep going. I'm almost to the beach anyway. So that was probably the first challenge. And then the second challenge, and I don't know if I told BJ this already, but he knew that I had a, kind of a bike issue. Actually, um, so some of the hills I had to shift down into my, um, my smaller chain ring, but it wouldn't shift back up to the, the larger chain ring on the way way down. So I actually had to stop a couple times, just hand do it, and then get back on the bike. So I was uh, I was yeah, a I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I mean, it's only a minute or so. But it's it's like those, all right, don't mentally worry about it. Just get back on the bike and go and see if you can shift it again. So th- those are kind of the things that uh, I ran into. But like I said, from the training, the consistency, like you, you've done this before you, or you, you know, swam with goggles messed up or whatever in the, in my, some of my open water swims. So just keep moving, just keep, just keep going. Uh, you'll, you'll get there and just keep moving along. So yeah, those were a couple of the, the challenges I ran into. Yeah. When you have to get off your bike and like, and get back on, you know, I, I mean, I've seen people lose it, you know, over flat tires and I saw people losing it yesterday. Really funny stuff. You mean like maybe a quarter mile at a, at a T1 on their bike and their penalty tent was across the road from where I was standing. And this one guy's like, if I'm riding 16 miles an hour, how long is this going to take me? And the people in the penalty tent are like, dude. I, dude, I have no idea. And another guy goes by and he's like, can I get, can I throw my trash over at you guys? And they're like, no. And he's like, great, what am I supposed to do now? It's like, well, first of all, how much garbage do you have? <laughs> Quarter mile out from transition. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it's so funny how um, I love to... 
I think perhaps there was a time where, you know, I condemned those people and was like, oh my God, like, come on, train your mind. But now I'm just like, I, I just love studying the human condition. And I think that's why we, we ask these questions of like, how did you do it? Because um, I think for all of us, there was a time in our life and perhaps there will be times in the future where shifting out of, you know, being in that problem energy is, is pretty tough. So Amy, what happened with you yesterday? Where were you, where were you challenged? Um, gosh, well, the swim was awesome. I really felt amazing. So no challenges there. Um, I, I tend to do this so hum while I swim and glide. It's just like, you're just magically through the water. Um, but when I came out of, um, T1, I looked down and I realized I'd forgotten to attach my bento box to my bike. (laughs) So I had the, you know, that moment, uh, if you will. And it immediately, I was like, "Eh, okay, well, you know, I've got two bottles of goo roctane and, um, I've got a gel in my back and, uh, they're serving it on the course. So let's just keep going. And, and at that point, Ben came by and he was like, Hey, how are you doing? It was so fun to see his face. Um, and he's like, he's so sweet. He's like, Oh, I've got some gels. You know, you can have some gels. Like, dude, you're so nice. Thank you. That was really, really sweet. And I was like, no, you know what? It's all out there. The, it's the great part about this race. Um, I will say that I was, I was frustrated, challenged, I was challenged by the wind on the way out. I was, my expectation for myself, I found myself realizing, okay, you expected to be stronger and for this not to hurt as much. And I was like, nah, okay, I'm as strong as I am and it hurts, oh well. So I was very happy to get to the turnaround point. I was really happy. Um, it was fun to see people all the different ways people, as you say, the human condition, the way that they deal with it. And, you know, just in our house, we say, hey, stay in your own lane, which kind of means you keep out of other people's business. But you also it's like attend to your own self here. Right. Right. Drop in. Use your breath. Drop into your own. You're here for your race, not anybody else's. So um, and then um, on the way back, there was a moment on the bike where I had this knee jerk response of wanting to put on my brakes when I was coming down this hill at like 37 miles an hour, which probably doesn't seem fast to you guys. But for me, it was like, what? And I was like, no, I'm letting it go. And just tucked and went. And it was such a thrilling moment for me. It was really, really, really fun. So I was happy to have twist, you know, turned that. Um, Can you share what you shared with us before we put the mics on about how um, if you if you left the earth, you were going to leave the earth without. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So during that moment, I was like, you know what? I could die, but it's okay. I'm going to die happy. Like it just didn't matter to and me. Die I without total- fear. Die without fear. Yeah. It's like, wow. My mind says I need to be careful. My mind says I need to put on the brakes. But then I was like, I could die now and die without fear. This is just amazing. It felt like flying. And it was so beautiful out there. Again, I know you guys are like, okay, enough. It's beautiful. It was so beautiful. And there was a woman who came next to me afterwards. She said, that moment made this race and everything that's happened before and everything that's to come worth it because it was just so beautiful. It was really amazing. Yeah, I love the simplicity of this course. Uh, So if you're not familiar with it, you um, even the swim, the design of the swim, I love you. You leave uh, on one side of the pier, and Santa Cruz has this massive pier, and um, you swim around the pier, come off the beach the other side, and then you go out and back along the coast. You get on your running shoes, and you go out and back along the road. Uh, along the coast, repeating essentially what you did on the bike, but you add in a little bit of a trail run, which is very Mendocino 50K like. And I know you know, Ben, like running along the headlands. And it's just, I love the simplicity of the course. And it's gore, it really is, it really is gorgeous. And for those East Coasters, it reminds me a little bit of like Ocean Drive in Newport, coast of Maine. I mean, it's just dramatic coastline, really, really gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. The The run was um, was really exposed. That was a challenge for me um, just because at that point I was, I had not probably been as hydrated as I would have loved to have been, but it's okay. You just beach, 
you know, he said quick steps, little steps, like, you know, just keep your cadence fast and your steps small. And for me, that's what I always come back to when I'm uh, feeling like, oh, I'm getting tired or, you know, I'm feeling some sensation in my feet or whatever. You like what it's sensation, right? So I'm now I'm going to focus on my breath and now I'm going to focus on um, really, it was just the breath. It's like, how can I remove the focus from those things where my mind wants to go and latch onto and just focus on moving forward? Um, so that was really my, my mantra during, during the run. But I, I have to admit that during a distance like this, I just say to myself, Hey, it's one mile, 13 times. So I do find myself counting, which not in a, I'm holding on to the count way, but Oh, look at that. That's six. Oh, look at that. There's seven. So I don't know if that's really helpful. I do know between 12 and 13, it got a little hot. And I always think of that Clint Eastwood movie. I don't know what it is where they have that, you know, the, the big dust, whatever those big dust things. And you hear the whistle and I'm like, oh, I'm out here by myself. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, but no. So that, you know, if that's as challenging as it gets, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. What, uh, what did your nutrition look like? I know you forgot your bento box. So you had some goo rock tame, but what, what else did you use for nutrition? I did. I primarily used, I drank both bottles of goo rock tame. And then I filled up a bottle of water and I just grabbed the goo roctane um, packets, um, the uh, the berry flavored ones. I find the sweet stuff just doesn't really work well for me. Drank a lot of water and kept doing the packets about every 30 to 45 minutes. Um, at about mile seven during the run, we were out on Wilder Ranch, which is so beautiful. Had my last... Uh, goo roctane packet and it was a gut bomb so <laughs> I knew at that point my body said nope no more um so I just used water from then on and then in the last two or three uh water stops I drank coke and threw ice down my shirt and and it was great worked out well what did you learn about yourself yesterday <sighs> that I'm capable of doing anything really I may not be the fastest at doing anything, <laughs> um, but I'm capable and that joy will take you far. Yeah, you were joyful when I was seeing you. You were reminding me of me when I used to race these, these races, like just in so much joy, having so much fun. And that doesn't mean that it's not challenging. No, not at it's all. It's challenging. Yes. It's a legit distance. Yeah. You're, and, and you're swimming in the ocean and you're, you know, and transition is a whole sport in and of itself, you know, and, and, um, yeah, you were, you were total joy. And when I saw you coming in through that last mile, isn't it funny how like one mile from 12 to 13 can feel so long? Oh my gosh. It was the longest mile of the race. And I was like, pretty soon you're going to see Jess. I knew I was going to see her. I was like, maybe she'll be in the same place she was after I came out of T1. That would be great. <laughs> and as soon as I saw you, it was like, whoosh. You know, like everything, every little weight of I'm hot, I'm a little dehydrated, my mind is starting to wander a little bit. It just, it went away. Yeah. And then I, I turned around after you passed me and then I heard these three yelling your name and I was like, oh, I'm so glad because you go, you guys, when you come into the finish, you go down a pretty legit hill, pretty steep hill. It's short, but it's steep. <laughs> and then you run onto the beach to the finish line, which is so cool. I love I, I think the hill was harder than the beach, like going downhill at that point. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, really? It's like kudos <laughs> to Iron Man putting on a little adventure. This, yeah, it was great. Um, all right, cool. Uh, ben, let's talk about your nutrition. So like, uh, Amy, I did two bottles of goo roctane on the bike. So that was really, I killed them off basically one on the way out and one on the way back. And then I had a couple of shot blocks. I have the watermelon shot blocks that I always use. And then I had some stomach issues on the run. As soon as I got off the bike at the first mile felt good, but then the second mile, third mile, I was like, Ooh, my stomach's kind of messed up a little bit. So like her, I also take, I started taking some uh, Coke. I don't usually drink Coke, but it's helped before in a couple of races. So yeah, that, that kind of helped settle it out a little bit. And then at the same time, I'd take water at every station. I mean, I was just dumping one on my head and one, one in the, the gut. So yeah, yesterday it was 
bright blue skies. Like Santa Cruz is known for the fog. There was no fog yesterday. <laughs> this morning was like really foggy down here. Um, but it was bright sun yesterday. And it is an exposed course for sure. It's a very exposed course. Um, what did you learn about yourself yesterday, Ben? I think I learned I could push myself further than I think I can. You know, it's that, that was a tough race. I mean, I've for me, obviously, for my first one, I've never done those those things in, in order and those distances. It's just like, wow, this is a, this is a push for me. And like her, I just keep moving small steps. I remember small steps. And when I started having an issue, I like, All right, just take a deep breath, think about breathing and keep moving. Because, you, you know, after riding that distance, I, I don't think I've, I've done some bricks and stuff, but never those distances. And yeah, my legs were like crying out. I'm like, okay, just keep moving, breathing, keep moving, keep breathing. And uh, yeah, so I kind of learned I could keep pushing. You can push. You can push more than you think you can push. I like that. Now we can, we know we can push Ben a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now I got two bikes. Okay, hold on. Passing that over. Change that up. Um, all right, Bijois, nutrition. What did it look like? Nutrition, uh, pretty, pretty much the same. Goo Roctane, two bottles of Goo Roctane on the bike. I took a gel. At about an hour 45 for some reason, you know, I just, I bring gels with me just in case. And I usually just use liquid, but that seemed to be okay. The, the, uh, coconut, chocolate coconut, which is really awesome. Uh, and then some ibuprofen and then, uh, onto the, and that's not your norm. It's just, you needed it. Yeah, I needed it. I'm so glad you did that. Like you can't be afraid to play that game if you know, I don't use it otherwise in my, in my my daily activities. You just, you needed to set yourself up for success and it's like, Use what use what man has created, right? right. Like you've got strong kidneys that wasn't going to take again. You down. You've I'm trained you all this that. way. Like set yourself up. At your how did best you way use possible. the ibuprofen? What do you mean? How did I how did I use it? Well, how what did, when did you take it? Oh, uh, thirty minutes into the bike, I took two of them, and then fifteen minutes left in the bike, I took two more. Yeah, because, I mean, leading up to the race, like you guys, you don't understand. Like walking down to the beach, like this, it was like there was some days like you were having trouble walking. So it was it was definitely one of those things where we needed to set you up for success. And it was it was get, painful. Get that stuff in your blood system. It's like if you were to take your foot and like twist it, like grab your foot from the bottom, like your the the base, the ball of your foot and twist it, like I felt like my foot would have just cracked open. Um so that was the sensation I was having. So yeah, I, I definitely needed ibuprofen. So <laughs> Uh, then it was I, funny because after the race, you were like, I feel fine. My foot feels fine. Like, I think it just blew it out. Like, I'm totally <laughs> fine now. And I, we, we were driving home and I'm like, I think like you probably still have a lot of ibuprofen in your system right now. Like, think about it. If you have a headache, like it will last for 12 hours. You take one. And so was it la- last night before we went to bed? You're like, I think it's starting to wear off. <laughs> I feel my foot. Yep. It's back. But it's not, it's not as bad as it was. And what did you do on the run? So the run, uh, I forgot my salt. No. Yes. Did you have a little moment of cry, cry, baby, baby? I don't know. I doubt it. Unless you have some video of it. There might be some I, video. I doubt I would ever say something like that. I always carry salt. No, I didn't. But what did you learn about forgetting the salt? Attachment. Again, it's attachment, right? Attachment to, I got to have my salt. And it's what I profess to the team. Like, you make sure you have salt and this stuff ready for you, whether it's hot or not. And I didn't have it. And, but I, but luckily this is something I did do. I, I took it on the bike. I took it a few times on the bike. So I wasn't like completely, completely out of it, but it's just something I, I have with me on the, on the run. But it gave you a little worry. It, yeah, it did for, you know, 400 yards, 400 meters. And then I hit that hill and then it was like game on. Did you hear like, me yell, so what? Yes, I did. <laughs> and so did that register? Like, or were you like, Jess, screw you? I How did that register Because of course, Jody had all this compassion. And I was like, so what? Thank you, Jody. Keep going. <laughs> but did Jody's that, on my side. Did that register with you? Like, what am I doing? Like, Absolutely. It's a shift. It's a quick shift again. It's like, I'm not attached to this. Yeah. Like, just go. Because um, the problem was that you forgot the salt. Right. And your success was not going to be found in... So if focusing you, on the fact right, that you if you the salt. if you're attached to salt and say I can only run when I have salt, then I would have been screwed the pooch on that one <laughs> yesterday. So I don't want to be attached to anything, right? Open to everything, attached to nothing. Yeah, is, I, uh, I think I want to take a break from that. All right, we're gonna take a break from just that. for like a week. 
<laughs> He's really so been calling I, in some big challenges in our life. So then on the run, I took uh, I took a gel, uh, the coffee, the cold brew coffee one, which is really good. It's got 70 milligrams of caffeine. So caffeine, ibuprofen, <laughs> cola I knew it was coming soon. Uh, so I got in, I think it's yeah, two and a half miles. I took half the gel. And this is something you may want to do when you get, when you feel the gut bomb, you take half of it at first. And then you wait another two or three miles and you take the other half. Um, so you've been splitting that up. And then after mile six and a half, seven, I started taking cola every aid station. And cola is my jam. Uh, it works really well. I took water every aid station, which is something I don't normally do, but I was hitting them up, you know, one or two cups in the, in the mouth and then pouring over the head. And that was it for nutrition. For me, it, it was sort of light. Um, it was foggy on the first part of the bike. So I really wasn't um, exposed to the sun. So I knew this, the sodium wouldn't be, wouldn't be high, but I knew that I was crushing some some watts, so I needed that um, that extra gel and the two roctanes on the bike. But other than that, yeah, it was nutrition was spot on. Didn't have an issue. And I was saying to you guys, I was trying to find a like cramp, like try to cramp, like see, like go hard so you can try to work this out. And I kept pushing hard and pushing hard, um, and never cramped. So yeah, nutrition was spot on. What did you learn about yourself yesterday, my love? I'm working on this. Uh, this story, right? And it came up when we were interviewing Carrie and Scotty about Scotty, you know, is a trainer and Carrie's the racer. Um, and that falls in line with other athletes too, where some people just like to train a lot and then they get to race day and it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's fun. Like we do it. And then there's those who are like, uh, training's all right. And I hit some workouts and I get to race day and they step up to the plate on race day. And so for me, I'm, I've, I've loved training. Like I just love it. And I love to race too, but it's been more on the training side. So again, attached to that story, right? I'm trying to rewrite something where, you know, why, why can't I have both? Why can't I train really well and then go out and race really well? So what I'm doing now at this half Ironman distance is really finding my speed and ability to get that quick turnover always. Like always check, because that's what it takes. To run what I did yesterday, I know I can run faster so yesterday was a legit, like that, I, I gave everything I could. I didn't stop at any aid station. That's a solid time. Like there's no what ifs. It's like, well, what if I didn't hit the port? It's like, that was the run that I had based on the fitness I had. But I, what I did take away is I can race. I can race this. And I'm starting to race these situations where you're, you're coming to the moment, to your breath with the quick turnover, not worrying about anything about bonking or worrying about blowing up. Just go out there and try and break the bolts, basically. And your uh, first Ironman podium yesterday. First Ironman podium in 15 Woo! years in the sport. Yes. And world <laughs> championship missed it by one. One You're spot. so there. <laughs> You're so there. Um, uh, Topo falls on our anniversary next year, and it's your year. So, so that's I'm, it. That's so all I'm saying. So it's my job to qualify for worlds next year. Okay. So yeah. what, uh, what's next for you? It looks like Indian Wells will be next okay. in December. Well, I mean, what's really next is pacing me at Havelina 100K. True. So you better get that foot squared away, So I got to figure dude. out my run game here. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So Indian Wells. Awesome. Amy, what's next? Um, I have a half iron, uh, half iron, half marathon coming up at the end of this month in Cape on Cape Cod. Well, what are you doing? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Isn't that I think it's a, a Zuma. Maybe it's an all women's half marathon. It's um, out of uh, Old Silver Beach, um, which is close to where I ride and swim all the time. So I just thought it would be a fun way God, to kind of wrap to go to up that the beach season all the time when I, I was love a baby. That area. I love that area. So. Um, that should be good. And then I'm going to start thinking about, um, Mendocino. What? What? That's going to be so fun. We're going to have a big crew up there. Yeah. I'm thinking about Mendocino. We're so that means big conference room for our pre pre-race meditation yeah. for sure. Everybody here. Everybody here I think is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you headed to Mendocino again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm heading there. But was year. anything else be before that? You know, uh, yeah, I think I've been asked <laughs> Hold this. that mic, Amy. <laughs> 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 uh you know i don't have anything lined up i think i just want to enjoy this one for a day or two and then kind of think about what's next I, there's some things that i've been thinking of so 
I know it kind of, I'm, Jody's probably, you know, you got to pick something, but I'm more like, uh, go with the flow. Just it's okay, it out. Jody. I believe me. I feel your pain. <laughs> it's a very similar dynamic and, in our and, marriage. It's so nice that she was out there helping me, though. That was awesome yesterday. You guys both cheering us on. That was the coolest. Yeah, part. she was awesome. It was so nice not to have to go into the portage on with Clark too. So I really appreciate Jody <laughs> holding on to him. Um, so all of you guys are actually coming to the inaugural training camp in February, which I'm super fired up about. And we want to take this opportunity. I'll start with you, Ben. Like. What what do you want to get out of this camp? Oh boy, probably there's all kinds of stuff that I probably want to get out of it. Um, What's the first thing that's coming into your heart? Just more of the the mindfulness, uh, preparing mentally for stuff, and just being able to accept things as they are and just move along and get I, just more of that. I think, um, and then also all the training would be kind of cool. Yeah, the, the pool. You guys be... keep advertising this pool, so I can't wait to see the pool. Oh, the pool is going to be great. Yeah. yeah, good. I think I just got permission to go fully unfiltered for this training camp. I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, we're we're fired up to have you coming, Amy. What are you most excited about? Oh. Well, yeah. What do you, what do you want to get out of it? That's what we want to know. What do you? So get it's out really of it? interesting that you ask that because I. I can't really answer that question. I know what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to just being immersed in the whole stew, right? The whole being around people who are also excited to be there. I really can't wait to get to the pool. Um, I'm looking forward. <laughs> I know. I'm looking. I know. I'm looking forward to um, running on the trails. Um, yeah, I just want to be immersed and see what comes out of it. I feel open and ready for it. So I think it's going to be really great. Also, I will be coming from Boston. So it'll be a delight to be in warmer climes. February mm -hmm. in Southern California. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it doesn't. It, it's like San Diego specifically, like it doesn't change much. Like we have seasons, but they are so reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so we're going to get you on the trail. We're going to get the trail runners in the pool. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have some specific triathlon training. We'll have specific trail running training. We're going to be doing some track workouts. We're going to have a double run day. We've got some guest speakers. I mean, it's going to be it's pretty amazing. All right, Jody, we want to hear from you. What do you want to get out of this training camp? I'm super excited about the training camp. So uh, I'm looking forward to the mindfulness. I'm looking forward to being around um, other like-minded people because sometimes it's hard for me to like put myself out there and meet new people just because you don't know how interactions are going to be. And so just being around other people that are probably plant-based and are endurance athletes and things like that will be really fun. And I'm excited to run on the trails in a new place, but I'm nervous and excited at the same time about getting in the pool because I am not a swimmer. And I know that that's part of the package that the, um, the endurance trail runners are going to be in the pool as well. And I have zero pool training, zero. So it's, it's going to be fun and exciting and very nervous for me. But. And you're not the only one. There's other trail runners that are coming that are like, what? The pool? Are you serious? So goggles, cap. We have caps, but goggles, cap. And I don't know. I'm a big fan of flippers. So maybe maybe you should get yourself some. But yeah, flippers are the bomb. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, I think that might be it. Beach, what do you want to get out of the training camp? What do you want to bring to the training camp? Like, as the head coach of this... <sighs> unbelievable locomotive community. train i mean it's just yeah i know i know we're Speeding always past. so many times so many yeah. times we just take a breath we go oh yogi triathlete you just keep calling us to more she's amazing what do you want to what do you want to be able to really offer at a high level whoa uh i want i do want to have you all experience the full lifestyle that we have created the full stew that that we have the the training the nutrition the mindset the the yoga the um the ability to to see what your biggest challenges are and move forward despite all those thoughts and beliefs that say mm, this is not this is not for me like this is my box and my box is comfortable right um, because this is what we live. Like, this is what we did. We, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm severely in my box when I was living back East and 
to step outside just opens just a world of opportunities and experiences that you can then share with your communities and the trickle down effect will will just continue to to grow um and specifically like swimming in the pool like for me you know just getting to the other side of the pool was so fearful to swim in an ocean like i did yesterday and swim really fast and not have 15 years ago that would not be the case and so at this camp you're going to you're going to be challenged you're going to have you're going to be asked to to step up and and truly see what's holding you back because there's things that are holding you back there's things that are holding us all back from who we truly are our greatest selves who we are deep down but i also want to tune into um, and we're keeping the camp small, but I want to tune into each person's individual goals and um, what we see with you, like how we see you interacting, how we see you moving, what we can, what we can tailor in this experience to get the most out of you for those five days. And so that when you walk away from the camp, you're not shutting the door on, on what, you've, um, what you've grasped. You're actually like, that's just the kindling to the fire. Like that's just the start. And everything after that is your momentum moving into next year. And it's going to be the, the first thing that we'll have is Mendocino together. So, which is so amazing. We're going to have February camp. And then two months later, we're all going to meet up again on, on this amazing, like more beautiful place in Southern California in Mendocino on the headlands of like the greenest place I've ever been to perform in, a, in, a, in an event that is um is low key is great for first timers is again going to challenge you for those that haven't done the 50k or for those that are trying to to crush crush it after year after year after doing it so my vision for this camp is to just take each day as an opportunity to seriously reflect on what could be possibly holding you back from your greatest um, ability to be who you are in sport and what you do for your everyday life. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. You guys, amazing performances yesterday. Anyone listening who's considering Santa Cruz, I think all of these guys agree that um, race logistics are very easy, especially if you stay in town. Beej and I stayed a half an hour up into the mountains, which was so gorgeous on a friend's property. So wherever you stay, it's pretty easy to park in town and um, beautiful, beautiful course. So don't hesitate and send us any questions that you have lingering about the race, uh, about the training camp. You guys, it is on in February, February 6th to the 10th. So check it out and, um, and come join us. Don't hold back. Don't be in the box. Mm-hmm.